Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Say hi to everybody, Dewey. Hello, everybody, and hello to my beautiful wife and to all those great big cat fans out there. We have a really good show for you, and I can't believe we're even talking about this because it's just, I don't know. I just can't envision it, <laughs> but you know, hey, uh, it is something that was sent to us uh, from Joe in the UK, and it's about birds and cats. We talk a lot about dogs and cats because that's the the norm. Generally, most people have a dog and a cat for one reason or another, or a cat and some other animal, but a cat and birds just don't seem like they go together. To me, anyway, it's kind of like mixing oil and water. But, (laughs) you know, Joe in the UK, she's very interesting. She contacted Molly and she asked a question. I'm getting a new kitten and I already have two parrots. What advice would you give me about training the kitten so it would know that the parrots are part of the family and not prey? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You can get this one. I think we're going to have to publicize a book on this. <laughs> well, it is. It's a really good question. And um, and so she sent me the form via the, the little contact form on my website. And I was about to shoot her a reply email back. And then I thought, you know, this is something we've never covered on Cat Talk Radio. And we should just go ahead and and do an episode on it. And it and it always when people ask me about cats and birds, it always reminds me of that guy that we saw, well, that I see all the time on the plaza in Santa Fe. I haven't seen him in the last several years, but there used to be this guy that would have a dog and a cat. The dog would be laying down. The cat was laying on the dog's back. There was a bird on the cat's head, a rat on the cat's back, and they'd all just be laying there. Do you remember seeing that guy? (laughs) No, I think... That comes down to a joke. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a joke. <laughs> Have you ever seen a cat and a bird together like that? Yeah, but the bird did not look so well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always wondered with that guy and his little menagerie if they drugged the cat. That was always the the gossip there in Santa Fe at the time that he kept all those animals drugged. It was actually kind of sad. So do you really think cats and birds can coexist without bird becoming dinner? Well, I have certainly heard it happening, but I've never personally owned a bird and a cat together. I've had a pet mouse and a cat at the same time, and and I think the principles are probably much the same. Did Did your cat eat the mouse? Well, he tried. Sure, he did. He tried to eat the mouse all the time, <laughs> and I had well, to, I had to cat-proof the mouse cage, and and I introduced them a little bit, but only while I was holding, you know, the mouse. I think, 
eventually the cat learned that the mouse was mine and and lost interest in eating her but you know what what we're really talking about here is rewiring the cat you know it's its instincts are to kill prey and they are natural predators no matter what way you cut it so if the shoe were on the other foot let's just say it would be like having a prey driven dog living with a cat you know and, mm-hmm. and that has to be done and and it does and it is happening all the time um but if you really have a big bird like a macaw huge bird uh do you have to worry about hurting the cat i mean because they really can hurt something yeah big beaks and claws and you know i can't see i think the cat would lose in something like that yeah, the uh, macaws, you know, macaws are big birds and have very powerful beaks and sharp claws, but they too are instinctively afraid of cats, just like small birds, and they will typically flee before fighting. But if a cat corners a macaw, things could get really ugly quickly, and um, and the bird could could absolutely hurt the cat. So, um, but a but a macaw's natural instinct, like most birds, are to to fly away, to flee, to run danger, not to stand up and confront it. So do you start by cat-proofing the cage? Yeah, you got to make sure the cat can't get inside the cage or the aviary, depending on, you know, what you have your birds in, even when the bird isn't there. Some people think, well, we'll put the cat in the cage and then the cat, you know, won't be curious to get in there. But that space has to remain bird territory. And the cat must never think that that bird space is its own for any reason. And this means you've got to secure the door with locks. You got to make sure that the bars, that the spaces in the cage are not wide enough to get a cat paw through. And usually that means, you know, no wider than three quarters of an inch maximum. And then, of course, you got to make sure that the cat can't tip over the cage. So the cage should be really high off the ground or better yet in another room where the cat can't get to it. But then, you know, the bird gets lonely and and birds are highly social species. So that's that's another problem in itself. Okay, so do you ever get to the point where you're introducing the bird to the cat? Like, Mr. Bird, here is I, Mr. Cat. cat like, Mr. Bird. like the guy on the plaza? No, I don't, <laughs> I really don't recommend that. Um, you know, if you're going to do it and insist on doing it, you know, that, and, and even if they don't ever meet face to face, that whole familiarization process should be a lot like introducing two cats to one another. You know, you want to let the bird and the cat see each other from a distance and then begin to shorten the distance. But I absolutely don't recommend taking the bird out of the cage and introducing it to the face of a cat. You know, cats are quick and they can pounce and cause the bird to startle and fly and then all hell's going to break loose, you know. But if you never let the cat see the bird, then it's going to just be more curious about it. So I think getting the cat used to the bird, like I did with the mouse, you know, it helps. And the cat may eventually learn that the bird is a friend and not food. No guarantees, but that's the theory. So what do you do when the cat tries to get into the bird cage? Because I can imagine that's going to be extremely stressful for the bird. Yeah. And especially a kitten. You know, she's talking about she gets it. She's getting a kitten. How do you, the kitten 
how do you even control a kitten in that situation? Anyway, they jump at everything. Yeah. They run around everything. And yeah. I can see them really stressing out that bird. Yeah. I, I, any kind of cat stalking a bird or prey or like the mouse. Although my mouse never did seem to be afraid of the cat. She would run up to the glass and stand up on the back legs and put her little pink feet on the glass and sniff, sniff, sniff at the cat. It was actually kind of cute. And one thing I did do, and most people think this is really cruel, but I had one of those little plastic mouse exercising balls that you take them out of their cage and put them in the ball and then put them down the floor and they run around. I would do that. And the cat would sit there and watch you know never batted her around or stuff but we'll follow the mouse around and smell and why and the mouse would run at the cat in the ball it was very very funny but that's a little different mouse was protected in the plastic ball cat couldn't get it there's not really anything like that for for a bird and and a bird sitting in its cage the bird is caged so it is not free to leave the scene and and get away from the predator so it is very stressful on, on the bird it's a lot like you know there's a lion at the door and i'm trapped and i can't get out so you know i would say if you've got a cat that's constantly trying to break into the bird cage and causing the bird stress use deterrence you know and, and as you know i prefer safe deterrence um, which means no shock mats you know, things that don't come from you, which aren't effective anyway, because if you're squirting the cat with water when he's trying to break into the birdcage and then you go to the grocery store, you know, they associate that, oh, that water squirt stuff, that's coming from mom. Mom's going to leave. Well, I'm just going to go break into the birdcage when she's gone. So any kind of deterrence you try to do, you know, inflict yourself, they don't work around the clock anyway. So you need to create a safe zone around that bird cage and use things like mats that emit a high-pitched sound when they're stepped on. They're called like sofa scram and scram mats and things like that. Um, carpet runners, those clear plastic things that you put down on, on carpets. They have little spikes. We'll put them down spike side up around the cage. Um, you can use things like motion-activated air cans. Those are like the little you know, cans of compressed air you use to clean off your, your keyboard. Well, they, they come in a motion activated thing. I think it's called Psst can and the cat walks in front of it and pssht, it gets a, a blast of air. Those are, those are great to use all kinds of things like that. And we have links to those, by the way, if you go out to catbehaviorsolutions.org on the homepage, there's a block that says resources and cool stuff. And then when you get to that page, there's a deterrent section and all of those things I've mentioned, I have links to where you buy those things on Amazon on that resource page. So, so check that out. Um, you know, when, you know, it, it, when, when the bird's life is in danger in, and you absolutely have to get your cat to stop and you're there, you might have to squirt it with water and say no, but, you know, I understand that not only is that not effective because it doesn't work for when you're not there, but it's not helping your relationship with the cat. But, you know, if it's a matter of the bird's life, then absolutely use those negative, you know, methods of scolding and reinforcing. But I prefer to stick with safe deterrence for creating a, a safe zone around the cat, the bird cage. 
So what if somebody insists on introducing the cat and the bird face to face? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I know the answer to that question, but, you know, I thought I'd ask. <clears throat> well, if you're going to do that, I think it would help to have two people. And much like, you know, you'd be introducing two cats that, you know, potentially think each other are are out to invade their territory, you'd want to make sure that the cat is harness and leash trained so that you have control over the cat. So one person, you know, would have the cat on its harness and leash and the other person would have the bird either securely held in your hand or maybe up on your shoulder, you know, assuming the the bird can't fly and things like that. Um, you know, and, and get them used to being in the same space together where the cat can't pounce on the bird. Now understand this is not a three session thing and it's done and, oh, the cat loves the bird now and they're all grooming each other. This, this can, this is going to take months, you know, a very cautious time together. But if the cat, you know, watches the bird doing what it naturally does for long enough, it might finally get to a point where the bird can be on your shoulder and the cat in the same room. But again, I, I wouldn't personally advise this because as soon as the bird flutters its wings or something like that, that cat cannot control itself. Its instincts tell it to pounce and, you know, it's going to do that. So I really... I don't think that that's wise. There are people out there who have cats and birds that live together successfully and they're going to be sending me emails going, well, I do it all the time. It's great, you know, but um, just saying, I, I, it's going to take a very long time and there is no guarantee. Just like you said earlier with a prey-driven dog, you know, if you have a, a very, like greyhounds tend to be prey driven because especially the retired race dogs, because that's how they're trained. You know, they chase a rabbit around that, that track. Well, if you have a cat and the cat runs across the room, that dog's instincts say chase and catch, you know, and shake. And there've been a lot of cats killed living in the households with prey driven dogs. Do they coexist in some other households? Yes. Is it guaranteed that everybody's going to be safe and happy all the time? Absolutely not. So if you do it, be very careful and go very slow. And um, hopefully it's not too stressful on everybody. You know, so it sounds like you advise to never try to to point where, uh, to get to the point where your bird... Um, can be out with the cat. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to visualize that. Certainly not unsupervised, but, you know, on what situation would a bird and cat, like a cat is on the floor and the bird's usually up high. And, you know, even if the cat gets high, the bird usually flies or gets to another spot. So you're not recommending any kind of sort of way to blend those two. Well, absolutely never unsupervised. I mean, that would be like letting my mouse free roam and thinking I can train my cat not to try and eat it. I mean, I, I don't believe you're ever going to be able to change the natural instincts of a cat. And if you allow your bird and cat to be together, the cat just might not be able to control itself. I mean, that's that's just the bottom line. And you probably shouldn't pray play with the feather wand toy. <laughs> <I wouldn't laughs> well, think, you know. 
that's a, not. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point you know you you definitely wouldn't want to play with anything that looks moves or sounds like a bird and you never want to encourage play between the bird and the cat you know in an instant again the cat's natural instincts can kick in and can pounce on the bird but you do need to pray play with your cat multiple times a day and that is very important when the cat is co-housed with uh, a species that is considered prey because if without it that cat is going to have a lot of pent up energy and that energy you know that that's like having a spring ready to just you know uncoil at any moment so you do need to pray play multiple times a day but i would avoid the toys that have all the poofy feathers and the sounds like the ones i sell <laughs> it sounds like birds flying because you know that's that's probably a little too tempting so maybe a mouse or uh, something like that or a string on the end of a of a wand toy is better in this case so you wouldn't recommend having the bird have a long street and fly around the room <laughs> and see if that, the cat can catch it. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be a good idea. Cool. No, no, no. Uh, not in the bird's best interest. No. All right. And so as it relates to Joe, are there any things that she can do to help the birds feel less stress about the cat's presence? And that's a really good question because, you know, Joe, you've got these two birds and they are used to routines and household and you, and now you're bringing a, a predator into their environment and they are going to be super, super stressed. So, you know, first thing I'd say is put a bell on that cat so that the birds learn where the cat is at all times. The cat can't sneak up on them. Right? You don't want the cat causing the bird a heart attack because it didn't know it was around the corner. So make sure that that the cat is belled or has some sort of tinkling, you know, tags or things going on. Make sure that there aren't any nest or hide boxes inside the cage. Well, I mean, make sure that they are in the cage so that the birds can hide, kind of like providing a shy cat you know, uh, a little cubby or things to hide in. Same thing true with, with birds. You want to give them something to hide in, but not certainly not facing the outside bars where, you know, cats' faces in their face all of a sudden. So make sure the perches don't go to the edge of the cage. So, you know, you might, an, an ideal situation would be to have a hide box with the back of the hide box against the kennel bar, the cage bars, and then have the perch come out of the front of the little hide box or nest box over to another front of another nest box. So you might have two nest boxes on either side of the, of the bird cage, if you can imagine that, you know, make sure the toys are in the center of the cage and not near the edges so that the bird's not sitting there, you know, having fun playing with its toy. And then all of a sudden, boom, cat in their face, you know, and make sure the cage itself is in a quiet room or corner. And remember, it needs to be in a separate room or that the cat needs to be sequestered in a separate room when you aren't there. I would not leave the cat free roaming with the cages accessible when you're not there, you know, and again, if you're, if you're in preparation of this, now you get this cat and okay, you're moving the bird's cage to another room so that you've got a, a room that you can close them in when you leave. This in itself can be stressful for birds. Birds are 
very social animals. They live a long time and they really rely on routine. And so you're going to be messing with the bird's routine. It's not going to be getting as much social interaction from you if you move them to another room. Um, you know, that's going to be stressful, but it's necessary. And you'll also want to cover the cage at night so that the bird can, can get sleep, you know, cover it so that it doesn't see the cat and, and, uh, can actually get some rest at night. Okay. So we've talked about the bird and what to do with the bird and about the bird. Are there things you can do for the cat? Yeah, you need to make sure you've got plenty of sources of mental stimulation for this cat. Um, and that's going to look like food puzzles. Make sure you're using food puzzles, crinkle toys, scratching posts, but not like right under the birdcage. Um, catios are good. So build a patio where the cat can go out and watch the wild birds out there and, and be outside in nature. Um, window seats, make sure you've got lots of hammocks or window seats so the cats can watch those birds outside instead of the one in your house. And then a really, really good point. There, there was a, a scientific research publication just this last week where they were trying to figure out what things they could do that is effective to cut down on cats killing natural birds. So outside cats, you know, why do cats eat at home, have a regular meal and go outside and still kill birds and not eat them? Is there anything that we can do to reduce that amount of carnage? And the answer is yes. And they, what they did was they took a study group and they asked one group to feed the cats, change the nutrition to canned food only, grain-free, high-protein meat meals multiple times a day. They asked another group to pray play with the cats 10 minutes a day and another group to use food puzzles. And interestingly enough, the group that changed the diet had a 37% reduction in bird kills in particular for the cats. So it tells me that it's extremely important what you feed your cat and how you feed it. And that means a high quality canned food four times a day. Don't free feed dry food. We have an excellent podcast on what to feed your cat. And if you need a link to that, um, email me and I'll send it to you and follow that because that's going to be really, really important in this particular situation. So should Joe really rethink about getting a cat? <laughs> well, you know, a, another interesting danger of having birds and cats together that we haven't talked about is the pasturella bacteria in the cat's saliva. It can be deadly to birds if it's not treated quickly. You know, even if the the bird and the cat end up being best buddies, the cat should never be allowed to groom the bird to lick it because that that bacteria on the cat's saliva is, is deadly to birds. So make sure that that is also a consideration. But, you know, since Joe is starting with a kitten, that's the best chance she has of making this work. Ideally, you know, you'd want to get young birds and kittens at the same time so that they grow up together and the birds aren't so stressed by the appearance of a predator in the house. But you know, a, a small dog might certainly be a safer match, but I know that she's really excited. She's getting a little rag doll kitten and um, it, it's coming in a couple months. She saw a video of it being born just the other day. And I know she's really excited about that. So, you know, 
um, it's probably too late for her to consider a different, a different kind of pet. But it, I think, uh, the quality of life on the birds needs to be considered here as well. And, you know, how are you going to feel if an accident happened and the bird injured or killed one of your beloved birds? You know, it would be, it'd be really hard to forgive that cat and, and develop a deep bond with it. I, I know, you know, God, if I was, I've, I've heard of horror stories of friends who are fostering kittens and their own cats, you know, kill the kittens mistakenly again, just out of a, a prey drive. And, you know, how you would feel if something like that happened in your house would just be devastating. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't tell Joe what she should do. And um, all I can do is pass along the information here on Cat Talk Radio. <laughs> and that's all I know about birds and cats. <laughs> well, this has been a great topic. And you know what? It's just like we always ask people. Send in your ideas because we don't always think of these kinds of things. And, mm-hmm. and it's always an interesting topic and something that I would have never thought about. And you, you probably have heard of it, Molly, but I haven't. And I uh, would, thinking, I'm glad she asked because I would have yeah. never said, hey, let's do Cat Talk Radio on birds and cats living together. <laughs> no, wouldn't have thought about it at all. So listen to the, all of you out there. If you have... Uh, any other topic, just like this one, um, let us know and email that to molly at cattalkradio.com and let her go to work on putting together something to answer this these, this, or other questions. Absolutely. And be sure to like us on Facebook. Please share the page with your friends. Follow us on Instagram. Check out my blog on the website at catbehaviorsolutions.org. I post lots of interesting stuff there, too. You know, and also like to just really reach out to everyone that's listening to our podcast. If you've learned something from that or you just simply have been entertained by our banter, (laughs) (laughs) consider sending us a gratuity donation. We've made this easy for you at Cat Behavior Solutions because we've given you a website. um, We've given you products. We give you lots of information these podcasts are intended to educate you and to put things into perspective so that way you and your cat become closer and more bonded and And on our store by the way let me say that we've made donating really easy because we used to have a paypal link donate button on the site but paypal banned us because we were selling cat cbd so um we can no longer take donations that way so now you've got to go to the store and at the bottom of the store we've added you know like products but they say donations and they're different dollar amounts ranging from i think you know five dollars to 500 or something so we've made it really easy for you to send us a little gratuity for doing this because um certainly we're we're not getting paid there are no salaries taken out of cat behavior solutions or cat talk radio of any kind and this is a free service for you and your cat because we're all about increasing the bond between the two of you and helping you to take better care of your cat. And we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the is number, the number one, one cause of death, of death in cats. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and so until next time, everybody, keep calm and purr on. Yes, indeed. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. 
Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.